Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okronifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Lift up your right and say, Father, tonight I declare my heart is open, my mind is ready to receive with humility the Word of God that can transform our lives. Say, I'll be blessed tonight. Say, I'll be empowered tonight. Say, I'll be elevated tonight. Say, I'll be changed tonight. Say, tonight is my night of glory. Say, tonight I'll have an encounter that will write a mark in my life. Say, tonight the heavens are opened over my life. And I declare my life will never be the same again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Give a clap of praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you take your seats in the presence of the Lord? God bless you. Choir. You are looking awesome. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to just jump, jump, dive, delve into the word of God with immediate effect. Glory to Jesus. And I want you to open up your spirit even in the next few minutes as I share with you the word of God. In the book of Second Chronicles, chapter number 20, the verse number 20, listen to what Jehoshaphat tells the people of, of Israel. The Bible says, So they rose early in the morning, and they went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. He was talking to the people of Judah over here. Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. He said, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. And then he says that believe also in his prophets and you will prosper. Now this is so, so important if we are going to see prophetic manifestations in our lives. Somebody may ask himself or ask another person, now why is it that I have received so many prophecies in my life and I'm not seeing the manifestations? Why are so many people hearing words from God? I remember the case of one gentleman, he was telling me, I told him a word, I gave him a prophetic word, and he said, Pastor, I don't have a problem with you, but the word that you are telling me, you are like the 10th or the 11th man of God who has been telling me this thing for the past 10 years, but see where I am no, I dare nah, I did are you understanding me, he said that the Ghana here, the heat of Ghana is still my problem, I was thinking that by this time I'll be, I'll be, I'll be sweeping snow out of the front of my porch, but the way I've been receiving the same prophecy over and over again, almost every time a man of God looks at me, this is the word that he gives to me Another dear lady called me all the way from another region of this country. And she was also complaining about the same thing. And she said that, Papa, I keep receiving words, prophecies. You are 
myself and other men of God concerning areas of my life, but it seems as though year in, year out, and my prophecies are not manifesting. My prophecies are not showing up. I am not seeing a manifestation as has been prophesied. It's getting me frustrated. It's getting me worried. It's getting me depressed. Is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with me? Why am I hearing these words and I am not seeing manifestation? Are, you, are we together? What I'm sharing with you is a real thing. Is there anybody who can talk about something like that? You know, sometimes Christians, we are not honest. Sometimes we are having problems in our heart, but we are afraid to ask God because we are afraid. You could be saying, yes, we don't ask God questions. But God actually likes to be asked questions. It's just that you need to know the right question. Because when you ask the right question, you get the right answer. Are we together? Some people go and they go start abusing God. Like I asked uh, yesterday, we, we came out with a beautiful song. Why me? What? Today the anointing for singing has not come. Amen and amen. But let's pray. Why? Better stretch your hands towards me and intercede for me. Glory to Jesus. Because I have some few people I want to impress here tonight. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, when you ask the right questions, you get the right answers. The, wrong, the mistake we make is that we ask the wrong questions. But God is never against questions. In fact, when God appeared to Abraham, did Abraham not ask him questions? He asked, he said, Lord, can I ask you a few questions? Can I be plain and talk to you? So, God is not against us talking to him. God is not against us asking questions. But it's about the kind of questions that we ask. Are they questions that are inspired by faith, inspired by a relationship with God, or is it because we want to make a complaint or we are, we are, we are disgruntled about a few things? So, so, God is not against questions. Are we together? God loves a relationship. So, he wants us to talk to him. Many times when you ask God the right questions, you come out with knowledge. Because he will release wisdom to you. He will give you counsel. And that counsel can be the answer to the problem that you are going through. Are we together? So, God is not against questions. So, don't be afraid to ask God questions. Be open. Don't be afraid of God. Amen and amen. He loves you. Say, God loves me. Praise God forevermore. So, here... Jehoshaphat outlines and tells us the reason why most people are not able to see prophetic manifestations and it's because of a lack of faith. He said, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe also his prophets. What do prophets do? They prophesy. They tell the mind of God. They tell what God wants to, they they communicate what God wants to tell his people. And so he said that for you to see prosperity, and the manifestation of that prophetic word, you need to have faith. You need to believe. Say somebody, somebody say believe. Someone declare believe. That word believe is a key that opens up your prophetic manifestation. That is why we are having faith conventions. That's why we need to learn about the subject of faith. The word of God must be, the word of faith must be something that you must get conversant with. I've shared with you right from Monday that the Bible tells us the just shall live by faith. The Christian, the child of God, the modus operandi of your life is faith. Anything outside that, it is not the will of God. Anything outside that, you are not going to see the manifestations of God. And yesterday, by the grace of God, I was trying so hard and so badly to help us understand to a certain degree the construct of faith, where faith gains its validation from. And I was, I, the, 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 the time could not allow me enough, uh, the subject matter that day, I needed to focus on two things, the balance between grace and faith, how we can marry the two to see a manifestation. And so I started explaining to you from the book of Ephesians, chapter number 2, the verse number 8. The Bible says that for we are saved by grace through faith. 
So grace alone is not enough. And faith alone is not enough. Grace alone says that everything depends on God. And these are the category of people who say that what will be, will be. If God will bless me, he will bless me. If God will save me, he will save me. If God will make me rich, he will make me rich. And so there's nothing that I have to do. Listen, many people have died that way. They have died before their time. They have died before seeing the manifestation of God, thinking that everything depends on God. This is what I call irresponsible faith. A faith that says that everything depends on God. Everything depends on the will of God. That God is the one as well. It is irresponsible faith. And then there's a faith aspect, those who are also extreme faith, and they think that everything depends on them. Everything depends on what they do. That one too does not hold water, because then what is the validity? Where is the foundation of what you believe? Like yesterday I shared with you that somebody might say that, oh, I want to pray that Jesus will not come in. It will never happen. That faith will never work, because that faith is not founded on something that for faith to have authority, for faith to have power, it must have a foundation. It must have something that is giving it validation. And so grace must marry faith for there to be a manifestation. Are we together? Now, the basis of grace is on the finished work of Jesus Christ. So how does grace say that? Ah, God, grace talks about the unmerited favor of God. Grace talks about the goodness of God expressed towards us. Grace is what causes God to be able to have a relationship with us without us dying, without us being in trouble. In the Old Testament, anybody who had an encounter with God face to face was afraid to, because they knew that if you encountered God that way, you die. Why? Sinful man cannot meet a holy God. Sinful man cannot meet a holy God without perishing. Glory to Jesus Christ. So they understood these things right from the right from the scriptures. They understood these things from their relationship with God. That you cannot meet God in your holy state and survive. Yet God over the years, right from the scripture, right from uh, Old Testament days, was relating with man. How can how could man relate with God and not be in trouble? It was because of grace. And grace speaks about the unmerited favor, unmerited goodness, God's kindness towards man, the expression of his love towards humanity. And so, man has not done anything to deserve the love of God, yet grace says that I'll give it to you anyway. Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, that grace was is founded upon something. And that something I explained to you is the finished work of Jesus Christ. So it is like it is like Jesus went to do the work. And so when he went to work, he was paid money. And when he was paid money, he paid it into a certain bank account with an account named Grace. So in the account of called grace, all the finished work, everything, every resource that Jesus has made available was deposited in grace was deposited in that bank account called grace. It's just like, let's say, you are, your father has worked his whole life. He worked in a big company, worked for about 40 years of his life, and every earning that he was making, it was put into a trust account. And so that account contained his labor. That account contained his sweat. That account contained his blood. That account contained his sacrifices. Are we together? Every money he, he could have earned was put into that account. And then when he died, he gave you what? A checkbook or an ATM card for you to be able to access uh, from that account, that trust account, what he has labored for. So the labor that your father labored is the works of Jesus Christ. The accounts that the, his labor had been put in is what is called grace. 
God's riches at Christ's expense, and then your access to the accounts, because having an account doesn't mean that you can take the money out of the accounts. Your access to the account, what causes you to be able to download from the account is what the Bible teaches us as faith. So faith gives us access to what grace makes available. Are we together? Are we together? So when you understand this, you can have boldness. Because sometimes the devil come at us accusing us. You say you are a Christian. Look at what you did yesterday. You think God will bless you. Even as, as we are seated over here, somebody may be here and you may not even think that you are worthy for God's, of God's blessings. Listen to me, nobody can ever be worthy of God's blessings. If indeed we cannot be worthy of God's blessings, how can you, a man of God, boldly tell us that God is going to favor us? I can boldly tell you because of grace, there is an account that I'm, I'm taking from. There's an account that we are downloading from, and that account has already been paid already. We don't need to pay anything. We don't need to pay anything. We just need to believe. We just need to believe. Are we together? That is why he said that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the faith, the flesh, has found something. They were all laboring for us, righteousness. And yet this man, without any labor, was able to access righteousness. So they said, how come? He accepts righteousness, even though yesterday I gave you a little about the track record of Abraham. The man was sometimes a trickster, sometimes a liar, sometimes he twist a few things. And yet the Bible said that it was imputed unto him as righteousness. The man was called a righteous man. And the Bible said that what caused him to attain that righteousness was what? The fact that he believed God. He believed the word of God. So faith purchased for him righteousness without works. And righteousness comes with its accompanying blessings. All the blessings of God, all the goodness of God, they are directed towards righteousness. So Jesus will tell us in Matthew 6, 33, that seeks as the kingdom of God, what? His righteousness, and then what? All these other things shall be added unto you. Because righteousness attracts all the blessings of God. All the blessings of God. And Abraham was able to attain that righteousness. Now, let me, let's, take, let's look a little into the book of Deuteronomy. You read the chapter number 28. Deuteronomy uh, from uh, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. They outline the various laws in the covenant that Moses brought to the children of Israel. And according to the law, when you do this, you get this. So there were conditionalities to blessings. So, when you obey the conditions, or you follow the law, the, the commandments that are given, when you function according to them, then you are going to be blessed. He said that these blessings will come upon you when you act into the word of God and do according to them. And then, so for 13 verses, he begins to tell us about certain blessings, 13, 14 verses. By the 15 verses, now starts to tell us about curses. And then he continues up to like 60, verse 60. My goodness. <laughs> Moses is on it. It's not a joke at all. He tells them out for 14, 15 verses of blessings, which even he said that those are conditioned on their obedience to the dictates of the law. That means that when they are obedient to God and they do the right thing, works, labor, natural labor, they were going to get certain blessings. But here, Moa Abraham, our father, was not given this law that he was supposed to follow. And yet these same blessings that they are saying that if you obey, you pay your tithe, you kill these animals, you don't fornicate, you don't lie, you, you, all those things, all the requirements of the law. And yet he received all those blessings without the law. 
then there must be something he discovered. And that was the Bible teaching us about faith over there. So faith is important if you are going to access freely what God has made available to us. Give a clap of friends to the Lord. Glory to Jesus. So yesterday, that, is, uh, that was the main thing that I wanted to share with you. And then, so I went on to start talking about how faith operates. How does, how does faith access what grace has made available? And I told you that number one, faith is what? Agreement with the word of God. You must be in agreement. For instance, I've just shared with you all of these things. Do you believe it? Do you agree with it? Do you believe that Jesus died for you? Have you seen Jesus before? But do you believe it? See, that place of agreement is where faith starts. So, agree with the word of God. For instance, as we are sitting here right now, somebody is here, you don't even have an offering for today, and yet grace is saying that you are rich. Do you believe it? Do you agree with it? Do you accept it? That is where faith is starting from. So, faith is agreement. And then number two, I said faith is what? Confessions. So what you agree with, you don't keep it in your heart. You must speak it. You know, most people say that, oh, faith is in the heart, so I don't need to do anything. No, faith in the heart will not produce any results. Faith in the heart will make you feel good. Faith in the heart will even let you be acceptable before God. But it will never give you results on this earth. So what do you do? You must release that faith. You must express it through confessions. Second Corinthians chapter 4, the verse number 13. said that they have, you see, we emulate the faith that we are receiving. We were not the originators. There were people who were functioning by this faith already. So we were learning from them. So he's saying that there are people who believed. And because they believed, they spoke. So their faith was expressed through their speaking. Their faith was expressed through their confessions. The way that their faith was seen was in the declarations that they were making. And he said that we also believe, therefore what do we do? We speak. So faith is expressed through speaking. Jesus said that if you have faith as small as a grain of master seed, what will you do? You speak. Did you see it over there? Did he say you pray? No, he said you speak to this mountain. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And he said that you shall have what you say. So your speaking is important in the expression of your faith. If you are not a speaking believer, you are not a, a, a believer who is walking in faith. You must learn to speak things, that speak the word of God concerning your life. You must learn to rebuke and reject what the enemy has put in, in your life. What the enemy wants to become the character of your life. Anything that you see in your life that does not align with the dictates of God's word, you reject it by confessing and declaring the word of God. You find that there's a system of curses and painful situations that keep happening in your life. Don't go and weep and cry and sing the song that we sang yesterday. No, rather begin to turn things around and say that, ah, when I look in the mirror of God, I look into the writings that have been made, uh, writings of the things that have been made available to me. This one is not part. Therefore, I reject it. And now what do you begin to do? Now begin to say what you want to see. When God saw that the earth was not in the form that he, want, he liked, what did he do? He spoke what he wanted. He said, let there be light. In fact, when he studied original Greek, the Bible does not say that he said, let there be light. The Bible says that he said, light be. It was a prophetic utterance, a declaration, a bold confession of what he wanted to say. 
He wants that to happen. So that is why in uh, Hebrews chapter number 13, verse number 5 and the verse number 6, the Bible teaches us to be content with such things as we have. For he has said uh, that I will not leave you nor forsake you. Verse number 6. So that we may what? Boldly say. Boldly say. Boldly say. You must learn to speak with boldness. Audacity. If God permits, I may be talking to you about that tomorrow. The audacity of faith. The audacity of faith. Faith is not timid. Faith is not weak. You cannot say you are faith and you are you will shake you know, I pray that God will save me. No. The moment you say you have faith, it means that you have boldness. You have confidence. So he said, I cast not away thy confidence. Do you know some Christians even up to now they are afraid of death? Why? They don't know where they are going. They don't know where they are going. The other day I was with some Christians and they were tongue-speaking Christians and I started sharing with them and then I asked them a question. And I was like, uh, so, just be very frank. You know, some life issues, you cannot play with it. So if you die today, can you confidently say that you know where you are going, whether heaven or hell? Somebody said, oh, for now heaven. <laughs> for now heaven. And so for yesterday, where? And for tomorrow, where? <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Another person said, uh, uh, Papa, to be frank with you, I don't know. I wish it to be heaven. You see, that, that, that is it. We have faith. That's why he said that when the Son of Man shall return to the earth, shall he find faith in the earth? Because even the ones who are supposed to be called the people of faith don't even understand what faith is. And they can speak like this for now. What do you mean for now? For now, heaven. <laughs> That means that even the tongue that you are speaking, you don't understand what you are doing. And that's why the tongues is not working for you. So they are laughing at us. Because we have not understood faith. And so our faith is not working and our faith is not producing results. Why? We have not understood. They know not. Neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. The foundations of the earth are out of course. They shall die like men. They know not. Neither do they understand. For lack of knowledge. Satan's people. Ordinary people. Whose people? God's people perish. So God's people can perish. Just like Satan can come and steal the word of God from the heart. I, I was so shocked when I read that. That ah, the seed is the word of God. And so the sower must be God. And Satan will take it. Religion left my eyes. Reality started coming. Realities are coming. So today I want to talk to you on the realities of faith. The realities of faith. Glory to Jesus Christ. What actually is faith? What does faith feel? What does faith feel? Second Corinthians chapter number uh, chapter number five, the verse number seven. Let us shoot from there. The Bible says, "For we walk by faith and not by sight." We walk by faith and not by sight. Other versions say that we walk by faith and not by sensory perception. We walk by faith, or, uh, uh, and I just say that we live by faith and not by sight. How many of you have heard that statement, I'm looking through the eyes of faith before? You've heard somebody say, I'm looking through the eyes of faith. I'm look, seeing through the eyes of faith. It, so it's an expression. Now what does that mean? What does that mean? How many of us have, how many of us have said that before? I'm looking, seeing through the eyes of faith. Or how many have said, I'm trusting God for something. I'm trusting God. I'm, I'm believing God. 
He said, those who are not waving hands, either they are lying or they, they are not Christians at all. Because if you are a Christian in our part of the world, that is the language that they teach us. So what does it mean? I, I, I have one man of God who has been coming to my office often. And he said, Papa, I'm believing God. And I corrected him. So he was now going to say a similar thing. I'm believing. I know I shouldn't, but I'm believing God. <laughs> because, you see, what is it going to replace? This is what we have been saying since, 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 since. So after I said, Papa is disproving it. Now what am I going to use to replace that language? You are going to replace that language with the truth. You shall speak the truth. About that we speak wisdom. We speak wisdom among the mature. There's a language of God. There's a language of the Spirit. There's a language that spiritual people speak. We need to understand that language. When we begin to speak this language, that is when our authority becomes manifested. Dominion comes. Now we speak things and they happen. What do you think he meant when he said you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you? That is how our lives are supposed to be. When God speaks, do they happen? Do they happen? Do you know we are created in the image and the likeness of God? That means that when we also speak, it must happen. After today, power is coming into your mouth. I said power is coming into your mouth. I said power is coming into your mouth. In the name of Jesus. Don't be worried that maybe today we are not doing any good. The Lord told me that as I'm teaching you, power is moving. As I'm speaking the word, as I'm sharing with you, healings are taking place. Miracles are taking place. Interventions are happening in the lives of families. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was, as I was praying and meditating today, uh, I, I, I was just thinking about the miracles that this week God has been giving unto us. And I heard the voice of the Spirit very clearly. He said, don't worry about the miracles that are happening now. Watch out for what is going to happen after the convention. Somebody, your story is about to change. I said your story is about to change. I said your story is about to change. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, he tells us something. He makes an analogy. He compares faith to vision. He compares faith to vision. Now, the sight he talks about over there, he's talking about sight with our optical eyes. You can see me, right? Because you can see me because your eyes are open or you are having some four eyes or something is added to it. So you can see me. That's the natural eyes. You can see, you can see physically. So he's saying that we walk or we live by faith and not by the physical sight. That means that faith has what it sees. Faith has visions. Faith sees. You know, that, that rhetoric that I see by faith is not a mere rhetoric. It's, it's actually a reality. Faith actually sees. There are things that faith sees and there are things that faith does not see. There are realities which are real only to the physical senses, but to faith they are not real. For instance, the laws of nature. Look, at a time came Jesus needed to cross the, the, the sea and his disciples had already taken the lead with the boats. But Jesus said, I'll meet you there. Oh my God. He said, go ahead. I'll meet you. Oh, Look, oh, I don't know. This thing is tearing me up. There was only one ship available. And he said, that you take the ship and move ahead. I'll meet you there. The shortest distance in that trip was not through land, but it was through sea. So it meant that one, they had the advantage of having a ship. Two, they had the advantage of being the ones who were using the shortest path. And yet Jesus said, I'll meet you there. Look, the man was seeing something that he could not see. In the middle
middle of the night. The Bible said there was a boisterous wind. The, the, the storm had come. The boat was shaking. And then they saw a, a, a figure walking on the surface of the water. Look, Jesus did not recognize that the law, the, the, the laws of flotation, the law of flotation said that something with a heavier mass must sink. Jesus' Jesus's natural mass was heavier than the water. So walking on water naturally is not possible. But faith sees differently. He got to, after he had gone to pray, they are taking the lead. They were somewhere in the middle of the sea. And the Bible said, so Jesus Christ has finished praying. I'm sure he was tired like some of us. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Sometimes we are praying the bread is a blessing. Glory to Jesus. Then I'll hit the deal. Glory! My God! But it is still working, I'm telling you. It's better to come and than to not do anything at all. <laughs> if you are mentioning your name, mention your name. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. So Jesus has finished praying. My God, Allah Shinti. And then he, he knew he had to meet them because he had said he was going to meet them. He got to the end, edge of the sea. He saw the water. But he didn't see water. He saw something that can be walked upon. The Bible tells us that he stepped onto the water and he began to walk on the surface of the water. Walk on the surface of the water. He met them in the middle of the sea. The Bible says that when they saw him, they were wondering whether it was a spirit or it was a ghost. And I don't know what they were crying out at that, in the middle of the night, in the, in the in high seas, in the middle of the storm. Because Jesus said, I fear not, it is I. Meaning they must have been screaming. <laughs> I can imagine Peter say, Mama, yeah! Mama, yeah! <laughs> uh, and I can imagine Bartholomew, he is from the gang clan. Sister, sister, ne, sister, ne. Uh, and then those who are Jesus are picked from Kumasi, hey, Samai, and then they So Jesus tells them, he must have heard them crying in the, in the ship, and said, Fear not, it is I, it is I. Then Peter Sabelo. Hey, this guy, if he he wants to see inside some. Said, Master, if it is you, bid me come. Bid me come. Two notes. Bid me come. But you see, sometimes you need to be bold and try certain things. You see, sometimes don't be afraid when people call you championata or honampe job. You see, life, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that the world, Ghana is ruled by Hunan Bejo people. Every country is ruled by the championates. They are the ones, everything, they have something to say. They end up becoming politicians. They start chopping up money. <laughs> so all your labor, you pay taxes and you go and pay a championate will be sitting in some parliament. You see how they do it in parliament. Hey, hey, they will be shouting and talking and screaming all over the place. Glory to Jesus Christ. So don't be afraid to try anything. Be, be audacious. Have some, have some faith. Glory to Jesus Christ. So he said, I bid me come. After today, somebody, you are going to tell the Lord, bid me come. Come where? Come into the dimension of riches. Into the millionaire dimension. Into the millionaire dimension. Into the miracle workers dimension. Receive grace now. I said, receive grace now. Because when he did that for the first time or the second time in human history, a man walked on water 
The Bible says when Jesus said he, he, he told him to come, he took the word. Oh God, help me. I, I don't know whether this convention will be able to go there to talk about the levels of faith. He believed the word. And then he stepped out of the boots. Look, if he did not believe, he would not step out of the boots. Some of us, our miracle is just outside the boots. But we are safely sitting in the boots. We are seeing only the boots. But we don't see that there's ground on what looks like water. There's riches in what looks like poverty. There's prosperity in what looks like it is a, a, a chaotic situation. The Bible says he stepped out of the water and all of a sudden he started walking on the water. He started walking on the water. Jesus testified. that. But you see, then another problem came. He saw the boisterousness of the waves. He saw how the whistling sound of the storm. He, heard, he saw everything around him. Then, you see, his vision started to change. So I'm talking to you about the realities of faith or the visions of faith. Instead of seeing Jesus' words, Instead of seeing Jesus' testimonies and example, he started seeing the problems and the situations around him. The Bible said he began to fear. Haven't you realized that sometimes you, you, you were okay until all of a sudden you started accepting certain things? He began to fear. The Bible said as he began to fear, let me tell you something. Your perception affects your reality. Your vision affects your reality. When he saw the reality of what Jesus had said, all of a sudden it became possible to walk on water. But when he began to accept the other vision that it is impossible for a human being to walk on water and that the storm is too high, it changed the reality for him. And he began to sink. And he began to sink. Your perception affects your reality. I'm talking about the realities of faith. The realities of faith. Jesus, the Bible says, he cried out to the Lord, the master, save me. The Bible says, Jesus pulled out his hand and then he grabbed him and pulled him and said that, the Bible says, he rebuked him. He said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Meaning he was believing. You can never doubt if you have not believed. Why did you doubt? And so because of the doubt, that began to sink. What do you see? What are the visions you are working with as a man or as a woman of faith? It is of vital importance. Faith sees. Faith sees. There are faith sees. There are certain things faith cannot see. And there are other things only faith can see. Look, he's compared faith with sight, with vision. Faith is able to see. Faith is able to see. And based on what faith sees, it functions. It directs destiny. It sees the scriptures. You see, faith sees what the scripture has spoken. Faith sees the word of God. Faith sees certain realities that are available in the spirit. The Bible says, by faith we understand that the things which are were created from things which be not. That the worlds were formed by the word of God. And the things that are seen were created from invisible material. Can you see that the house that you want to possess, there is money available which is not your account. But it's available anyway. Can you see that the school that you want to go to, the fees are available. Even though they are not your father's pockets or your mother's pockets or in any pocket that is close to you. Can you see? Can you see? Can you see? Can you see that there is a destiny helper that can just appear and change your life in a moment? Can you see? What do you see? 
What are the visions that you function by? What are the visions that you walk by? He said we walk by faith. We live by faith and not by sight. Faith has certain visions. Faith has certain visions. And I want to take you through the visions of faith. The first vision of faith, the first thing that faith sees, I told you that faith is an app in our spirits. So it picks certain signals from the realm of the spirit. Now the signals, uh, let, I won't, let me be a bit careful over here. Most of the time when we are speaking like this, people think that we are talking about presumptuousness or they think that we are talking about positive thinking or positive speaking. Faith, walking by faith and speaking by faith and seeing by faith is not seen positively. It is seen according to the dictates of faith. It may align to some as positive thinking or positive speaking, but no, you whatever you see, think, and speak, and act on, it should be based on an instruction, a revelation, a vision, an information that your faith app has picked from the realm of the spirit. Other than that, it will not work. That is why people are shouting Jesus, Jesus, and then they still die. And then another person shouted Jesus once, and that, that Jesus saved that person. What was the difference in the Jesuses? One received information from above. Another person did not receive the information. Jesus told Peter, he said that, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. There are some revelations that must come to your spirit. How do I know that your faith is the faith of God? How do I know that your faith is a faith that can... That can move mountains. How do I know that your faith is a faith that can turn situations around? It is because of what your faith sees. Number one vision of faith is that the faith sees a vision of the Lord Jesus. Look, when I studied the Bible, I realized that the vision of the Lord Jesus is accessible to anybody who is of faith. In fact, you cannot function by faith except you have an, an encounter with the Lord Jesus in your spirit. You cannot be a man or a woman of faith except you have seen the vision of the Lord Jesus. That is why you and I are here today and we can say that we are Christians because we have seen Jesus in our hearts. Our faith has picked that the message about this Jesus Christ is not a lie. They will ask us, what is the evidence that Jesus ever lives? I cannot give you any evidence, but my faith is the evidence. My faith is the evidence. Some way, some You see how when we are worshiping God, sometimes we are crying. Crying over somebody you have not seen. You in Easter. And then we are sharing about the, 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 the vicarious death of Jesus Christ. And how gruesome and how bloody it was. And then you see Christians and then we are weeping and crying, we are weeping and crying. Were you there? Were you there? Yes, in our spirits, he's real. Because our faith has seen him. Our faith has seen him. Faith has visions of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go into the scriptures. Look, it's amazing, but this is true. Moses encountered Jesus. How do I know it? Hebrews 11, verse 26. Hebrews eleven twenty-seven. sorry. He said, by faith, Moses forsook Egypt. Not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Moses left Egypt, not because, not just because he was, he had discovered that he was a Hebrew. He refused to be aligned with the Egyptian sins. Why? Because he had a vision. Look at that. As seeing whom, him who is invisible. Seeing him 
who is invisible. Who was that talking about? I believe it was a revelation of Jesus Christ. A revelation of Jesus, the Lord. He saw something in his spirit and that gave him confidence to act on what he was acting upon. And I believe this same vision of the Lord was what Abraham had when he encountered Melchizedek. Look, the Bible tells us that Abraham was not alone. He went with his servants to go and deliver his, 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 his nephew Lot and uh, his family. But yet, when Melchizedek came, it was only Abraham or Abraham by that time who paid homage to him. And about that, he worshipped him. Where were the rest of Abraham's uh, slaves and servants? None of them worshipped him. Because none of them could see the Lord in Melchizedek. But Abraham was a man of faith. And so he could see beyond the natural. They saw an ordinary man coming as a priest. Abraham saw that this person was not ordinary. You know, that's why sometimes there are people who come to me and they say, I want you to be my spiritual father. And I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, ah, with my very old face. And I'm wondering who I am. But you see, they must have had an encounter. They've seen beyond the natural. Somebody may be here looking at me and say, ah, look at that young man, look at that young man, look at that young man. To another person, say, look at that man of God. I see something glorious. You must have an encounter in your spirit, man. That is why sometimes you realize that one, a man of God will pray for somebody and a person will be healed and pray for another person and a person will not be healed. The one person has faith in the man of God, sees Jesus in the man of God. Another person just sees that another person and the man of God, somebody who is performing a, a, a religious exercise. And then that's not, that's not have the encounter that he or she is supposed to have. Faith sees Jesus. Faith sees Jesus. Moses encountered that person. Abraham encountered that person. Glory to Jesus Christ. And you and I, even in our day, by the grace of God, by the operation of faith, we have encountered Jesus Christ. Listen, if you don't have faith, can I tell you something? All those people will say that, oh, what is the evidence that Jesus lived? Even if Jesus is to appear to them right now, they will not know. They will still not believe. If Jesus is to descend, and that is why uh, 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 many are going to go to hell. People are not going to go to hell because they are fornicating. People are not going to go to hell because they are lying. People are not going to go to hell because they are committing all those sins. How do I know that? Jesus died for all of them. The reason they are going to go to hell is because they did not see Jesus. They refused to see Jesus. They did not recognize Jesus. When Jesus was on earth, did you realize that most of the people in his day did not even recognize that he was a savior? That's why he said that he told Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You have seen me for who I truly am. He said that you are Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God. He saw the thing, even though the man was among them as an ordinary person. But despite all the miracles Jesus worked, the people of his time still could not recognize that he was the Messiah. So it is no miracle that will cause you to have faith. Oh. The proof of faith is not in the manifestation. The truth, the proof, the, 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 the relevance and the reality of faith is not in the manifestation. So for, for instance, you are trusting God for healing, and so when there is a healing, then that means that you have faith. No! Before you, the healing manifested, you should have had the healing in your faith up already. The healing took place inside you. The proof of faith is the word of God. If Jesus is to appear right now, it will amaze you. All those who have been insulting him, they will still be insulting him. They will still be insulting him. 
they will still be insulting him. Look, when you study the scriptures in the book of Revelations, oh God, time will not permit me to go into some of those details. But even in the midst of the persecution, do you know what the Bible says? It says they continue to curse God. And they continue to curse Jesus Christ. Even when they were suffering. Somebody, you know, most of the time people think that when you tell people about revelations of hell, that is when they'll be saved. Listen, even when you tell somebody that I went to hell today and I saw hell, they will not, if, they, if they don't have faith, they will still not believe you. When the rich man told Lazarus, told Abraham, that send Lazarus to go and tell my brothers. You see, think about it. Why didn't he start repenting himself in hell? You cannot repent. He said he was saying, I'll send his, 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 his big manism was still working in hell. Hey, is it that's why we see, oh, he ain't big man. You understand me? It is not about the amount of money in your pocket, too. it's about what is in your heart and in your mind. Are you understanding me? He was now commanding Abraham. That send Lazarus. He still saw Lazarus as a poor man. That's why you better be rich because if you, are, you die poor in the realm of the spirit, we will still call you a poor man. We will still command you as a poor man. Oh, I'm a rich in spirit. Yeah, we will be a rich man in spirit, but we will still call you a poor man. <laughs> Receive grace for prosperity. When I speak this way, people don't believe me. They think that I'm glorifying money. No, I'm teaching you the word of God. If he saw Lazarus as somebody was greater than him, do you think he wants to send him? Do you send servants or you send kings? You send servants. Because, in, because Abraham was rich, he could not say, you, Abraham, go and tell my way. He said, send Lazarus. So Lazarus was a poor boy. He still saw Abraham as, he could not, he, he saw Abraham because Abraham was a rich man. Abraham was a great man whilst on earth. Listen, you must let your faith work on this earth. Today is I'm taking my time. Because I want the thing to sink in and enter into you. Your faith must produce results on this earth. And those results will be testified of in the heavens. Jesus said, whatsoever you permit on earth is permitted in heaven. Whatsoever you dispermit on earth is dispermitted in heaven. He was talking about spiritual authority. If you lack authority now, your faith has not gone, grown to that point where you can change and test situations on earth in heaven. You still be that way. You still be that way. That is why he said that the Son of Man shall come to the earth. Shall he find what? Faith in the earth. He was concerned. He was concerned. He was concerned. But thank God that as this word is coming, we are receiving faith for our next level. I said we are receiving faith for our next level. Then when some of you are not writing anything, I'm worried for you like the Son of Man. Glory to Jesus Christ. Celebrate the Lord now. Say by my faith. I see Jesus. Say, I see Jesus. Go and study first Peter chapter number 1. You study from the verse number 1 to the verse number 11. Peter talks to us about our salvation. And he talks to us about faith. And says that the trine of our faith was is more precious than the trine of gold. Though gold is tried in fire. And it tells us that even though now for a moment we are going through all kinds of temptations and trials and persecutions, but the Bible says in the verse number 7 that the trial of our faith be much more precious than gold. Oh, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Look at the verse number 8. Whom having not seen you love. Is that not exactly what we are going through? We have not seen. 
yet will love him. Though now you see him not, yet believe him. Faith sees Jesus Christ. Look, the revelation of Jesus comes to people of faith. You cannot say you're a man of faith and just... And that's where the problem is. Most people think that faith is just to take things from God. No, no, no. Faith is for the, is the life of the believer. For us to believe in God, to believe in Jesus, to walk as Christians, it is embedded on that faith. Look, the, the faith for cars, faith for phones, faith for marriage, all of those, they are community faith. Baby faith. They are the literal aspects of faith. Real faith, true faith, sees God has revelation of the truth of the kingdom. As a second vision of faith I'll be talking about, faith sees the kingdom of God. Faith sees the city of God. Look, there is a city that is beyond Accra city. And I'm not talking about Kofrodia. There's a city that is beyond any physical city. It's beyond New York city. It's beyond London city. It's beyond where? Canada is a country, brother. It's you. Is it a problem? You are praying to God that God should give you traveling opportunity. And instead of mentioning the city, you are mentioning the country. Ah, he said, Father, send me to USA City. And, and the angel is like, ah, let's, let's go to the next person. It looks like this one. It's not get Adama City. Nima City. Overcoming city. That is a city. That is a nation. Give a clap of to God. Ashaiman City. Congratulations. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets now, after he spoke about the people of his time, now he began to speak about the prophets of old in the Old Testament. The verse number 10, quickly. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired, searching diligently. Who prophesied of the grace that shall come unto you or unto us? Searching, verse 11, of what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify. So they also encountered Christ, the prophets of old, that were called righteous. You see, men of faith, they also had an encounter of the Spirit of Christ in them. Faith sees Jesus. Let me end it on that note. Over there. Glory to Jesus. If you don't understand all that I've said uh, next year by this time, may God give you understanding in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Thousands of years after Jesus has gone to heaven, you and I are seated over here. It's because our faith has seen Jesus. Number two, vision, the visions of faith are visions of a heavenly kingdom. Visions of a heavenly kingdom. If you have faith... I want us to move from the mundane faith. We'll come to that. Because that one is also important for our lives on this earth. But for us to be people of faith. On Monday I told you that faith is not an option. It's who we are. It's who we are. We are people of faith. You know, people will be arguing with me that what do you mean faith is who you are. The Bible says we are people of faith. We are born of faith. Who we are is a product of faith. We are are children of faith. Are you understanding me? The Bible that we are called the followers of the way. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, anyone who is of faith realizes that this world is not his own. We are just passing through. Anyone who has faith, immediately some of us should realize that our faith is really not faith at all. Because all the time when we talk about faith, we are thinking about cars. We are thinking about money. We are thinking about marriage. We are thinking about something physical. <laughs> but that is the lowest level of faith. True faith 
realizes that this world is not our home. True faith realizes that there is a kingdom and a city that is available to us, which city is not on this earth. True faith sees the heavenly kingdom. Hebrews chapter number 11, 8 to 10. The Bible talks about Abraham. The Bible says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, he obeyed and he went out, not knowing where he went. If God is to tell somebody that, ah, I am going to give you a city right now, you see their excitement. And now they'll go and look for a local and they'll start branding their city and they're saying, Lord, which region is it in? Which region is it in? But Abraham did not see it that way. Listen to what Abraham saw. The Bible says, by faith, he sojourned, meaning he traveled in the land of promise. Look at that. How can you be in the land and you are still traveling? The man saw another thing that was greater than the land. You understand it tomorrow. He sojourned in the land as in a strange country. God said, I will give you the land. But the man said that, if you say you give me land, I see a land that is beyond what I am, the physical one. And so he's in the land, but he's still looking for another land. As in a strange country. As in a strange country. I'm preaching to you alone today. As in a strange country. As in a strange country. He was in the land. Why? The man's faith vision was seeing something else. I'm preaching to you alone today. Glory to Jesus Christ. As in a strange country. Why? Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the earth with him of the same promise. Verse number 10 tells us why. For you look for a city which has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. He saw another city. If you are a child of God and you are not yet seeing the kingdom of God, you are not yet seeing heaven. Heaven is not your heart. You have not become heavenly minded. There is something wrong with your faith. Ah. And if you are not careful, the rapture will take place and you will still be here. Enoch walked with God and he was not. The man was not. He, he, every time they say this guy is over spiritual, he, he wakes up in the morning and he, you can see the man is seeing something. Why are you smiling? Oh, I see, I see something. You know where I see something. Hey, Enoch, why are you up at this? Oh, don't worry, don't worry. I see something. I see something. I see something. One day he woke up seeing something and before he realized he had entered into that city. He was raptured. He was raptured. Look at the verse number 13. The Bible talks about all those who are faith. He said, this all died in what? Faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. And were persuaded of them. And embraced them. And confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in, on earth. Somebody's biggest testimony is a house in Trasaco Valley. You see? You see how naturally earthly minded we are? Somebody's biggest testimony is that your, your name will appear in the Forbes, Forbes list of rich men. That is your biggest testimony. Oh, but God is raising a new generation where we see ourselves in the heavenly kingdom. That, has, that becomes our biggest testimony. We see ourselves in the city that God himself has made. They declare that they were strangers and pilgrims to the earth. For they that say certain declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Their minds and their hearts were not tuned to the natural country. But verse 16 says that, But now they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he was prepared for them a city. Is God ashamed to call you his son? Some of us, God is ashamed of us too. Do you know why? 
our focus, all our love is on natural things. He said, love not the world, not the things of the world. He that loveth this world, the love of the Father is not in him. Those are the people God is ashamed of. That's why he said that if you be hot, be hot. If you be cold, be cold. Because he does not like lukewarmness. He said, I'll spill them out of my mouth. Paul said that, set your affections on things above. Why do you think Paul will go through fastings? Some of us, if God blesses us with a car and God says that, yeah, and the, that the car came from a certain company that is paying you $10,000 a month, and then God appears to you that my son, it is time for you to come and serve me. So resign from that company. Oh, for the first time, God has made them sick. Say, I rebuke you, devil. You devil that wants to attack not just me, you want to attack my church. Because if I don't give anything, my church will, hey. The, the money has consumed you. The money has consumed you. Overdose, eh? Overdose, Charlie. Something is happening here. I know somebody didn't expect to come and hear this today. They come and say, ah, my money, I like that. Today, I shot Next year, by this time, I'll finish my house. By faith. I look at the man talking about Jesus and our kingdom. The kingdom that I want is the one that I can see and touch. <laughs> and eat and feel. I see, before you get to that kingdom, get to the, the kingdom on this earth, you must made it, have made it to the kingdom of heaven. Look at what Jesus said in John chapter number 3. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He get born again by faith. So when you get born again, you should see the kingdom of God. That's right. So that I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So you see the kingdom of God before you enter into the kingdom of God. Faith sees. Say faith sees. Say faith sees. Look, it's impossible to catch a kingdom of the a vision of the kingdom, except they have gone through the door. That's why I spoke about Jesus first. He's a door. He's a door. He's a door. Glory to Jesus Christ. The visions of faith. The vision of faith. Faith sees Jesus, number one. Faith sees an eternal kingdom that has been set up by God, number two. And then number three, which is what we have been waiting for. Faith sees visions of the miraculous. The miraculous. Listen to me. There are resources that are available for our glory, which men cannot see. He said, I'll give unto you the treasures of hidden darkness. He said, hidden riches of secret places. <laughs> and we are here saying that, oh, I have only two Ghana cities in my account. Kalebo Shantalavradigaya. Look, the other was it in 2020 and 2020, during COVID year. There was a brother who was who had fallen in love with a sister. Oh my God! And they were planning to get married, and they had decided that they were going to get married in the year 2020. All of a sudden, COVID hit. All of a sudden, their company was an IT company that said that no, we we cannot retain you staff. So everybody, we are not sacking you. I go home. <laughs> we are not sacking you. I go home. And we cannot pay you. All of a sudden, the brother started wondering whether the marriage can come on. Then all of a sudden, I don't know whether it was one miracle service or one of the online, uh, those who were doing a lot of online programs, that Lord gave a prophetic word. and said, don't cancel the wedding plans. You will get married and you don't know where money will come from. Because whatever money you have now, at the end of the wedding, it will be there and there will be some in excess and you bring me some to chop. It must be added. 
Chocolate bahaya. You are not the only one who can go to hell. Me too, I can go so. <laughs> there was a certain priest. Yeah, if the money will take you, you only want to enjoy it. <laughs> we will not go to hell. We are heaven bound. Glory to Jesus Christ. All our money is going to take us to heaven. No. But there was a priest. One day he was preaching against alcoholism. There was so much. Every, the elders were drinking. The church members were drinking. It was a drinking church. Drinking masters. There. So as he was preaching, say, so the gin will cast it into the river. And they will scream, Amen. So the lobo will throw it into the river. They will shout, Amen. And the beer, the club, the shandy, we cast them into the river. And they said, Amen. The smell of it cast it into the river. And they said, Amen. The malarik, ma, ma, what? Ma, ma, what? Madingo. Hey, brother. Brandy, come on, please don't do like you have not seen before. 8 p.m. 11 p.m. What? Daniel. Jack Daniel, black label, red label, indigo label. Eagle. No, 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 eagle is overcoming. We don't need to. I thought you saw him. There was betrothed. <laughs> ah, how could I forget Honorable Agbatashi? <laughs> the senior man himself. Hey, he said we cast into the river. And they said, Amen. Now he felt that the preaching has gone well. He said, ah, these people are not drink anymore. So he called the, the deacon. He said, deacon, come and close us with a closing song. And so he came. He said, in book number so and so. Say, we will drink of the river. <laughs> the priest fainted and died. <laughs> Somebody celebrate the Lord. <laughs> the people are winning. <laughs> now the, that one is a cocktail. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What? Amarula. Yes, somebody came to give me a hamper some years ago. Jesus. And it was battle. Amarula and black label. And then someone, the black label was the one in a, a box. And there was another one which was still in a box. Hey. <laughs> Man, big hamper. The brother. <laughs> Me, I've not told you that I, I like appetite. Me too, I can eat on my own. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. It was with me for like five years. And then he said someone was getting married, he didn't have money. I said, come and carry. Go and use it, go and give it to <laughs> And they went to use it to marry. Yeah. I'm like, hey. Oh, no, 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 no. It is powerful. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hey, now all the all those who have been drinking, I are wondering whether I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about visions of the miracles. Mark eleven, twenty two and twenty three. Look, faith apart from seeing Jesus and seeing the kingdom of God, sees impossible sees impossible things as possible. Faith does not see impossibility. 
Faith sees the word of God coming to pass in our lives. Look, Jesus answering unto them said, have faith in God. Now the background of this story was when Jesus had spoken to the fig tree. And the fig tree had dried up from the roots less than 24 hours after Jesus had spoken to the tree. Now when they were passing by, Peter saw the tree and said, Master, look at it, look at it, look at it. The tree that you cast, it has died. Jesus, so what we were literally asking was, Jesus, how can this happen? It has never happened before. This is impossible. Jesus said, have the faith of God. A good reference Bible will tell you that what should have been there is have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. Meaning there's a kind of faith that God has. It's called the God kind of faith. This, this, this year I'm not teaching on that area. There are two kinds of faith. There's a humanistic kind of faith or the Thomas kind of faith. That's the faith that says that sin is believing. In fact, the truth is that everybody has faith. But the kind of faith that produces the miraculous, the kind of faith which has been our emphasis in this convention, is the God kind of faith. The kind of faith that can make impossible things become possible. Like when we came to sit on the chair, did you check whether the chair will carry your weight or not? You had some faith that the chair can carry your weight and you just sat down. You just sat down. Why? Because you look at the chair, it looks like it's a metal chair. One day you went there, you realize metal is no metal like that. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. So Jesus was saying that there is a faith that can cause impossible things to happen. And so he goes on and tells him in the verse number 23, that verily I say unto you, that whosoever, whosoever, who are you part of whosoever? Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Jesus was saying that nothing is impossible to the one that believes. He said, for the one that believes, all things are possible. All things are possible. Why? Because the, 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 the man of faith sees, sees the miraculous. He sees impossibilities becoming possible. I don't know how you are seeing your finances. Maybe you are looking at yourself today and you don't seem to have a job. And so you are thinking that next year by this time you are not going to see any progress in life. But faith can see something different. Faith can see something different. Faith can see something different. The Bible tells us about uh, God appearing unto Abraham after Lot had departed from him. And God told him in Genesis chapter number 13 verse 14, God said, I lift up your eyes and see. What do you see? After this faith convention, brother, sister, what do you see? What do you see in the in your future? He said, lift up your eyes and look and see. He said, northward, southward, eastward, westward. For as far as your eyes can see, I will give to you. Faith sees the visions of God. He sees the possibilities of God. He sees the intervention of God. And because of the vision that Abraham had, the land was delivered unto him because he saw it in his spirit. His faith up was activated and he saw the miraculous. He saw the miraculous. In the verse number 18 of Romans chapter 4, the Bible says that and he hoped against hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be. As at that time his body was old and weak and dead. His wife's womb was weak and dead. His wife was an old lady. She was not even menstruating anymore. But yet Abraham 
Abraham, when God said that there will be a seed coming from Sarah, he could not see ah, the weakness of her body. He could not see the lack of menstruation. He still saw a baby coming out from the terrorist woman. He still saw himself as the father of, ma- of, of many nations. That is why even at that time, at that old age, Abraham said that nobody should call me Abraham anymore. Call me Abraham. Because in his vision, he could see the nations coming out of him. He could see his children coming forth. Faith sees the impossible. Faith saw, Abraham saw his descendants. That is why his hope was not cast down. His hope was his vision. His hope was what he was seeing. Brothers and sisters, can I ask you a question? What do you see? Next year by this time, how do you see your life becoming? Look, it is your faith that will be your game changer. If you are going to look at your family, look at the physical situations, look at the situations around like Peter did, you are going to sink like Peter. But lift up your eyes a little higher. I said, lift up your eyes a little higher. I see you, I see you shining in the glory of God. Next year by this time, you may not even be in a relationship right now, but your marriage has already been set. I said your marriage has already been settled. Listen to the, the prophecy I gave to that brother. Do you know that uh, when as soon as lockdown uh, was lifted, he and his sweetheart, they got married. And he came here to come and give his testimony. At the time when the prophetic word was coming, he had 5,000 Ghana cities. And then the Ghana, the 5,000 go worry. He had 5,000 Ghana cities. His job was down. The lady was not coming with anything. He went to download from Facebook. The video of the prophecy, he called his sweetheart. He said, baby, we've got something we got to do. And they began to pray with the prophetic word every evening. They began to pray the prophetic word every evening. When they decided to get married, he said, they don't know where help started coming from. Somebody who said, ah, when are you getting married? I am paying for the drinks. When are you getting married? I am paying for the suit. When are you getting married? I'm paying for the gown. They paid for everything to the point that even soap crowd they were paying for. Soap they were paying for. And when the marriage was, the wedding was over, the 5,000 was still resting comfortably in the bank account. And they started receiving dollars. They started receiving pounds selling. They started receiving funds. Ah, to the point that ah, the day after they got married, they were here for miracle service. And when they came, they brought me an envelope. And the envelope was some dollars and some CDs. And I fried fra- them and I chop it. Look at that faith made it possible. You see, the brother did not go and sleep. When the prophecy came, he applied his faith and he began to see his wedding. And he said exactly what I said is what happened. Can I tell you, can I tell you a bigger truth? Exactly what he saw is what happened. I saw something, but if he didn't see it, it will not happen. Faith sees the miraculous. Faith sees the miraculous. Look, the Lord told me something here. He said, if they can believe that people next year by this time when you are coming to this place, you will be in a higher dimension of operation than you are today. The Lord told me something. He said that there are people here, if you can believe, next year you will come to faith convention driving your own car. The Lord told me something. He said, next year by this time, can't tell you, 
Somebody would have started a project uh, and you have gotten to the place uh, where you have to roof your house. Uh, you are going to raise up that building. Uh, next year, by this time, if you can believe, uh, you'll be connected to faith convention from America, from London, uh, from outside the country. Next year, by this time, uh, your offerings will be from another land. Uh, if you can believe, uh, look, even though, look, uh, was it oh, yesterday or two days ago after we had finished? The meeting, I went to the office, I picked my phone, and my papa, Apostle Victor Akwajan, he was supposed to come for faith convention, so I'm just walking in his shoes. Uh, sent me a message that he's following the great teachings and administration of the Spirit of God. And then he gave me a prophetic word. He said that though there will be no rain, though there will be no sound, though there will be no sign, the wells will be full of water. The wells will be full of water. The wells will be full of water. Listen, there may not be any sign that you are going to get a towel, a towel, a dollar paying job, but it is going to come to you. I said, it's going to come to you. What do you see? I said, what do you see? I said, what do you see? Though there may be no evidence oh, of a relationship, but you'll be married next year by this time. What do you see? What do you see? Though there be no evidence that your family is changing levels, you'll be taking your family to your next level. You are going to break the yoke of poverty. I say you are going to break the yoke of poverty. Though there be no sign that your body is being healed, you are going to come back to faith convention next year and you are perfectly whole. Sickness is leaving your body. Infirmity is leaving your pain. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, as I am speaking, there are some who are seeing visions. You are the one that I am talking about. You are the one that I am talking about. Yes, nobody's appearing that they are going to be your destiny helpers, but the fees are going to be paid. You will be in that school. Oh, What do you see in your spirit? What do you see? How do you cut the visions of faith? Go to the word of God. Through prayer. Through meditation. By listening to the testimonies and messages of anointed men. That's the whole preaching. So I'm just mentioning so you can write it down. How do you develop the vision of faith? Prayer. Meditation on the word. Listening to messages and testimonies. How many of you realize that I was sharing testimonies with you? All of a sudden your faith was coming alive. Now you're beginning to see that it's possible. You can also be married. You can also be married. You can also have a house. Listen, as of last year or last two years, I did not have a house in my name. But then I took a step of faith. And by the end of the year, I was, my house was ready for me to move in. January, I had moved into my own house. I had moved into my own house. Faith produces. Faith produces. Listen, some of you are, are, are blessed. You are having a job every month. You are paid salary. Me, I left a job that was paying me thousands of Ghana cities as salary every month. You just follow the word of God. So follow the word of God. And following the word of God has brought me several cars. Has brought me several, has brought me a house. In fact, I'm going to get several houses very soon. Has brought me many resources. Has increased my finances more than I ever dreamt. There are monies that God has brought into my hands that I never thought in my lifetime I would have. Yes, I was a Christian. But my vision has not opened to that level. Faith. Faith can turn your finances around. Faith can turn the destiny that you are, you are struggling with. Listen, next year by this time, somebody is going to be enjoying. Somebody is going to be celebrating. What will your celebration be? What will your celebration be? Your faith must eat. I want you to rise up to your feet right now. 
we have entered into a dimension of the miraculous. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Rise up to your feet quickly. What do you see? Say, Father, touch my eyes. Say, let me see as you see. Say, oh God, open my vision. Let me see in accordance with your word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Yes, begin to pray right now. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.emenezaokolipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.